three, two, one. That was perfect, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Back to Warcraft podcast. We are back after being a week off due to illness. Uh, we're here with a lot of topics. And oh boy, is that a lot of topics. We have to discuss new tweets by Mikey Barra, the leader of Blizzard. New announcements by Frost Giant, who are supposed to be the saviors of RTS. And a lot of esports and maybe some personal stuff. And of course, we have to talk balance all this on the Back to Warcraft podcast 41, I think it is by now. So, as you know, this is a lot, way too much for me to do alone. So, due to popular demand, I brought the trooper of this weekend back. He's playing multiple shows a day, not sleeping at all, grinding Chinese tournaments at 4 a.m. his time. He's the one, the only Carson. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Did, did people actually like the last one? Was it good? I, you know, it's always hard to tell when you do podcasts. It's like, was I making sense? What the hell do we even talk about? Because you, you just you sort of tend to ramble on in general on podcasts. You know, that's just sort of how it goes. You're just trying to fill up that hour and a half. So if people people liked it, I was it's kind of a lucky accident, I suppose. Yeah, people said we had a very very good dynamic, and I should never ever do this podcast alone again. But always bring you back. So that's what I do. I have to obey the people. I like the solo podcast. I think you do a great job, Neil. Thank you. Thank you. So you want to leave now? Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm going to the bar. <laughs> Dude, how was your weekend? That sounded stressful AF. Oh, it was uh it was rough. Yeah, so where do we start? So I did the uh I did the weekly cup on on Friday. Because uh, you were sick, but even if you weren't sick, you were going to be at uh the land, you're gonna be at Experion. So I did that. And then that was chill. That was no issues. Fun. Love my Fridays. And then okay, so Saturday, we have we have a gig. It was actually on a dock. It was kind of cool. It was because um, I live on an island, so there's water all around. So we actually played on a dock for a bunch of sailors that were about to do a race around the entire island. Very very cool. We played that. Was done at like 10 p.m. Got home at about midnight. Slept for an hour and a half. Woke up at 1:30 prepped everything for the stream i like to have i like to have like at least an hour before but i got up i ate had a shower prepped casted it from 4 a.m till it was 9 a.m i think maybe 9 30 went back to bed until about 4 p.m got up went to a sound check we had a gig at a uh, at a brewery that had a little like small festival thing in the jiggy played at that brewery after our sound check from uh, 8 until 9 p.m., packed up, ran about two miles to the gig down the road um, to play there for 10. So we got there at like 9.30, set up, did a sound check in like 15 minutes, played there from 10 until 1 a.m., got home at 2 a.m., made some tea, uh, casted from 4 a.m. until 9.30 again, slept till 5 p.m., and then I woke up and I streamed ladder. <laughs> that was my weekend. How are you not completely dead? Oh, I was for a day. I, I tried to stream ladder. I played for like an hour and a half. I was like, I can't do it anymore. And I and I, I went back to bed at like midnight. So I ended up sleeping like 24 hours. How was your feeling when that Happy versus Lynn series went on for three hours and a half? 
<laughs> you know, I was actually good for those first uh, those first seven games of Linver's Happy, and luckily, like, I, it wasn't some bullshit tournament that I was staying up to cast. Right? It was I was casting it because I legitimately wanted to cast those games because it, they were such good players. But uh, it was actually the second series, Focus One Two Zero. I actually the last map was Echo Isles. I actually fell asleep during Echo Isles <laughs> for like it was only like five seconds. But if you go watch the VOD, there's maybe a little bit of space where I'm, the camera's just sitting there, and I'm not saying anything. It was about five seconds I fell asleep and I woke up. <laughs> Dude, happens to the best. I remember yeah. WCA 2016, I think. I uh, was casting a game for third, and we all know here at the Back to Warcraft universe, we hate game for thirds. And it was very early in the morning. And I do remember that we had a little bit of beer the, uh, the evening before, and I fell asleep during that game for third for like, a map an entire map i kind of <laughs> i kind of finished it and ugri came over saying oh my god that one map was like the best i've ever seen this year it's <laughs> like what which what what they they played echo Isles? i don't remember <laughs> but apparently no one else was noticing it so uh yeah happens happens when life is exhausting when sometimes you gotta take a nap for sure for sure yeah and um you know, hopefully, hopefully no one noticed. Hopefully, it didn't take away from the quality of the games because the quality of the games was super duper high. Like I said, I wouldn't have done that. You know, I just wouldn't have gotten up if the games weren't crazy good. Like the, those, we just couldn't miss. We couldn't miss those those four series. So uh, hopefully, it didn't take away from the quality. I think I think I managed to get through, even if it wasn't maybe my best cast. But it was a chill cast. We had the kitty with us. We had a cup of tea. We had a blankie. We were good to go. <laughs> Yeah, that was quite a weekend, man. I was uh, super bummed out that I couldn't cast these games, nor could I cast Experion, because uh, after Sunday, I think it was last week Sunday, when you were casting my matches in, in, in Fountain of Mana, I already felt sick during that Germany versus uh, Poland cast. My, my, my throat was a little sore and uh, nose kept running, but I never get sick, so I was powering through it, thought, okay, I'm gonna sleep it off, I'm gonna play my FOM matches, and then at one day, max, I'm gonna be fine. Oh boy, was I not fine. I've not been this sick in 10 years, legit. That was the worst. It wasn't Rona, I did a couple of tests, it was just the normal flu or whatever. I didn't get out of bed for a week. And Damn. yeah, I don't know if my immune system is completely fucked because for two years I didn't go out, basically. And I'm not used to the normal viruses anymore. But oh boy, that was that was not a pretty time. I watched the entirety of The Office and a couple of other things. A lot of Disney movies as well. It's my my go-to thing when I'm sick. Me too. Yeah, it's me so too. so good. There's both those things. Yeah. Ah, it's so good. Yeah, n not thinking too much. Just, you know, let it uh, rain on you. And got chicken soup by my roommates and stuff. And so now I'm like at... 80% or something, so I'm kind of back. Missing Experion was quite a bummer. There were a lot of people there in Cologne, and uh, I didn't hear too much yet, but it feels like people were partying hard in comparison to the events prior, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for new leagues from the Experion craft, uh, which was won by Starbuck this weekend. Yeah, I caught a, a couple of the games, but didn't see much of it. Obviously, I was casting at the same time. 
that it was going on. I just gave him a raid afterwards and then I pretty much went right to sleep. But uh, yeah, that must be a bummer because those are really the, the, the funnest yeah. events, offline events when you're all hanging out, especially if you don't necessarily have to do like the most professional casts. If you could just go there and sort of chill, maybe have a couple of drinks, maybe even play a little bit, bring your keyboard and mouse. And it's also pretty close for you. I imagine it can't be more than an hour or two to get there. Yeah, like you. four sure hours by train. Yeah, okay. So it yeah, it takes a, a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be a next one, you know, but uh, apparently the lads have some fun. And uh, next Experion, we're going to be there again. But yeah, oh boy, we do have a lot of news. While I was doing nothing, the world was doing a lot. And I don't really remember when it came out. I think it was two days ago now on Sunday. Yeah, when I was just feeling a little better, uh, we got news from Mr. Mike Ibarra. And we now know him as the Blizzard leader, um, the most powerful man of Blizzard Entertainment at the moment. And we heard from him twice already when people were asking him about Warcraft 3 Reforged on his personal stream, uh, twitch.tv slash quick, Q-W-I-K. And first he said he's going to ping the team about what's going on. And then the second time he said we should expect some news, but he doesn't want to speak for the team. And now the man is indeed speaking for the team because uh, JCX Nielsen asked him on Twitter, any news from the Warcraft 3 Reforge team? And Mike Ibarra is answering, you'll hear from them soon in June. A, that rhymes. Nice work, Mike. B, I really hope it's June 2022. See? What do you think about it? Yeah, because we've been there before. We've had announcements. I'm thinking back to the the screenshots of a ladder they were working on, of a stat page they were working on, and what was that, August of last year? Yeah. Was it? It was a while ago. They, well, they're think, sort of known I for think that. It wasn't last year. It was 2020. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I do, I do appreciate that he put in june in there and not just you'll hear from them soon because that's kind of the classic pr response oh soon oh we're working on it oh we got our best guys on it um so at least he did put in june so it's nice i mean i wonder what it's gonna be it's i mean it's gotta be something right like god like how big is the team like is it one person two people three people i know they got a new team recently working on reforge so it could legitimately be some big stuff but i mean the worst case maybe it would just it'll just be a balance patch best case it'll be like a proper ladder or something like that but there's just so many unanswered questions here um, I really, it's so hard to speculate. Do you have any idea what it could possibly be that they would be ready to release in the next 30 days? I have no idea. I can legitimately say that nobody from Blizzard was reaching out. I have no input in whatever they are releasing or sharing or doing. And I think that goes for all of us. Uh, like we talked a lot recently uh, with, with Remo. I met him at two LAN events, I think, or yeah, uh, one. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, that he would have said something, I guess, if 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 he knew. And mm -hmm. to my knowledge, nobody is involved. So what I know is that uh, Blizzard, prior to releasing the classic team, were of course working on patch one point three two, as we're uh, 
1.33 as we're currently on 1.32.10. So there were plans for something bigger in patch 1.33. So that raises the question, if their way is to do a patch, which, I mean, they have to do something, so there must be a patch. Are they picking up from what the team, that, that release team was doing one and a half years ago? And is that good if they are picking up the work from the team from one and a half years ago, especially when we talk about balance? Because of course it would be good if they implement ranked and all and bring some features back. But what does it say about balance if they change things now based on the feedback they got one and a half years ago? Yeah, because the meta is so much more figured out right now. And obviously, just even recently, there's been a lot of feedback about balance from the community, which we'll get into later, of course. But um, yeah, I just wonder, do they have a lot of notes or do they think like, you know, a lot of the time with developers, I feel like it's like, oh, those guys had no idea what they were talking about. We got this, you guys. We'll start from scratch. We'll do something new. You know, that probably happens really often when you get a new team in. Like, I doubt they're going to just pick up, like you say, where they, they started a year and a half ago. Um, with the balance notes because it just wouldn't be the same. But that's probably what's going to happen, right? They're going to do a balance patch and then they're going to make another announcement of, hey, this is coming soon. What is like the best case scenario for you though? Like what, what would be the best possible thing in your opinion they would if they were going to release next month? What would be the best start to a bunch of changes for you? Okay, perfect world. Um, free to play for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, ranked system that is in cooperation with War 3 Champions mm -hmm. plus a new graphic mode that is not reforged but upscaled classic models. Right. That's the dream, I think. Do you think they're going to do anything to the graphics? Do you think that's even a thought in their mind? They're going to work on the reforged graphics? Because obviously they're, they're a disaster and nobody uses them. <laughs> But is that too much at this stage, you think, for them to even think about doing? Yeah, I think it's too much. I think, like, mm -hmm. there's there's no monetary benefit to do it, right? I mean, they could sell it as a skin or something, but... Yeah. Uh, come on, that would be another... Uh, another punch in the gut, I think. If, if they do something now and finally bring people what they wanted all along and then say, oh, yeah, by the way, it's $15. They can't, yeah, they can't sure. do that. No way. So uh, hiring designers or... Well, maybe if they have an AI program that upscales all the current models, I have no idea how expensive it is and how much work it is, but that's the only way I could see them doing things like that. Would you be open to... I don't know how much you've talked about this in the past, but microtransactions, if it were to be like, hey, we're, we're redoing all the graphics. Hey, we're doing all these things. Hey, we've also added some nice Uther skins that you can pay 5 to $10 for. Would you be actually open to that? Or is that something that is just completely wrong in your, in your view for this game? They have to do a lot of things right before they can even think about stuff like this. Yeah, for sure. But it is very blizzardy of them to do that. I would not be surprised yes. if they were like, hey, hey, here's a couple of couple of bones we'll throw you guys. Here's a ladder, you know, here's a patch. Oh, by the way, here's a Jaina skin. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I I think they have to focus on fundamentals. I think what we can expect is a balance patch. Mm -hmm. 
It is the 20 year anniversary in a month and a week, so I don't know, man. Free to play would be pretty good, but I th th that would be, of course, uh, a reason to make it free to play. But I think there's some legal issues because you can still refund this game, right? Right. Or yeah, that makes somehow, sense. Yeah. Um, I I'm not too sure if you get your money back, but you, at least you get your money back in Blizzard coin or whatever the currency is on the store. <laughs> I don't really know coin. what it's called. I'm just reminded every time I hear about the Blizzard currency of when they laid off all those employees and <laughs> gave them like a hundred dollar gift card. <laughs> Shout out, uh, Bobby Kodak. Yeah, best man. He's great. He's great. I mean, uh, <laughs> wouldn't you like to spend your new free time you get? playing the games of your former employer that completely fucked you in all holes you got <laughs> and throwing yeah. money at them. Oh, boy. Yeah, but I think that is the big issue. That is also, as far as I speculate, I don't know things, of course, uh, the reason why Walker 3 Reforged is never included in a sale. Because if it's on sale, uh, it's different to refund it. Right. That's a big yeah. obstacle, so I hope they overcome this somehow, because free-to-play multiplayer is the best thing that could happen to this game, because then people could also, even if they don't do the latter, if multiplayer is free-to-play, they could just jump onto War 3 Champions with that free multiplayer. I suppose they could make the version that I have, because uh, I've never actually bought Reforged. Shout out to me. Um, <laughs> they could make the version, like, the pre... If you had, like, the TFT keys. Yeah. Like, the non... So you don't get whatever the updated campaign and the graphics. I think that's... It might literally only be the graphics that you paid for with Reforged. I think that might be the only feature. They could give that version, and that would be some way to sort of wiggle it in for free. But um, haven't other games had this issue, though? Because, like, Counter-Strike used to be $60, and then they made it free to play. I think Overwatch is the same. Would it not be the same sort of legal issues? Or is it there's something specific to, to Reforge as to why they can't make it free to play as easily? Hmm. I mean, theoretically, they could say hmm, you can only refund until this very date and then True. it's free because otherwise you can just get a refund and use the free-to-play version, and then they have to pay probably mm. thousands or millions of dollars. I don't know how, how many yeah. people would abuse that. I would love to know right. from, from someone in, in sales or legal or whatever uh, if that is an obstacle. Yeah, because if they can find a way to sort of be like, hey, you can't refund anymore, but uh, if you bought it, we'll give you this skin. They'll, if they can find a way to do that legally... <laughs> yeah. Blizzard will do it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh they'll, yeah, they'll they'll abuse it. They'll give you as little as they possibly can <laughs> to not allow you to refund it. They'll find a way. So if they're gonna make it free, they're gonna screw you over somehow. So uh, you know, everybody that bought Reforged, keep your ears open and get that refund before they do fuck you over. Because <laughs> they will. They always will. Even if they give us a million patches. Even if they make this game perfect. Even if they do everything. They do a No Man's Sky. Always remember, everybody, they're still Blizzard. They are a shit company. They just happened to make a really, really good game 20 years ago, or a few of them. Always remember that. Okay, yep, true. Um, prob probably true. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think another realistic uh, thing we can expect is rank play, because they were so mm -hmm. far, and we saw basically how it was supposed to look like. Um, and then there was a big question in the community whether 
the multiplayer community will split? Will people move away from War 3 Champions? Is Blizzard ranked even a good thing? Is it, if the real ranked is there, a good thing to keep War 3 Champions running? Yes. Yeah, I've always had that question in my head. Like, is it the, I don't know if morally right is the way to put it. We might be taking ourselves a little bit too seriously there. But is it the right thing to do for War 3 Champions if Blizzard does release a ladder and it has at least ranks and a rank, you know, in a, like a, a, you can see who's number one. It has Grandmaster. It has, has all these things. It has proper vetoes, the proper map pool that we want. If it has at least these few things, is it the right thing for War 3 Champions to just completely shut down? so that we don't have this division anymore or like at what at what quality of blizzard ladder is it right for war three champions to close its doors i wonder because that's always the question i've had in my mind what do you think about that i think that the blizzard ladder will never be as good as war three champions is already mm -hmm. that's just, true yeah just because they will region lock it and I know uh, there's like pro at least one player out there who loves his region lock, but how would the latter look if uh, you can only play on America or only play on European server with the super bad European server from your location at the moment? Like that would suck if they are not vastly increasing the number of servers they are running. Uh, I think War 3 Champions at the moment has like 26 servers and people are still not mm -hmm. super satisfied. I would like to remind everybody, that the Blizzard Battle.net has three servers. US West, uh, Central Europe, and Seoul. And now, yep. complain again about the latency to, I don't know, Russia East 5, or <laughs> uh, I don't know what else, like US East from, from Europe, or uh, EU North from the America. Guys, this they, they will not change it, or not too much. Um it will never be as good. And then, of course, if you split it into regions, then uh, the player base is also split. And matchmaking will take longer. It won't be as competitive as it is now. Um, it will be horrible. So I think whoever is on War 3 Champions will not move away from War 3 Champions, except if Blizzard is giving some sort of incentive, like... Uh, ladder qualifiers and finals or something, but they will also mm -hmm. not do that because they're outsourcing all esports basically, except the very very big ones. So, what's the reason to play on Battle.net? Right, I don't get. I don't. There is none. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on those two really big points. The server point, of course, they would have to add new servers to make it like pretty much playable for a lot of people. And um, also the the high high level players, um, so competitiveness you mentioned, I, I think that would be lacking as well. But one thing that wouldn't be lacking, I feel like, would be search time because right now I've talked about this before. If you go search like four v four, if you go search one v one, if you search FFA on the regular ladder, yeah, it sucks. You're laggy. The map pool's not there. Um, but you find immediately. You find much faster than War Three Champions. So that shows that there is like a huge if you know at least we can say it's at least 50 50 50 percent war three champions 50 percent battle net ladder that either don't want to play war three champions or don't know about it but it's at least half of the community it might even be more that's playing on battle net so i don't think it would actually make it so if we are region locked we wouldn't be able to find games anymore obviously it would be 
NA would be a joke still because no one plays that is like really, really high level and Europe would be the way you'd practice or Korea would be the way you'd practice. But I do think there'd be a huge player base if we were to combine both of them somehow, which is why I'm pro sort of if the latter is of a certain quality that that Blizzard releases, that War 3 Champions could shut down. Even if it's not perfect, If they but if they do release a few extra servers, you know, East and maybe a couple extra Europe servers and... You know, whatever and one for china something like that i don't know um, i think i think the player base would be would be huge okay if combined it here's my counterpoint you might be mm -hmm. right that the player base is good but what about what if matchmaking is just so horrible that you always yep. find games true <laughs> That, that could be that could be fair. That's that's why I say like it's got to be at least of a certain quality. Yeah. Like it might it's never going to be as good like you mentioned as War Three Champions because it's like we know what we want and we got what we wanted with that. But uh, if it's at least good enough, then I think it would be it would be nice to to have it combined. But there's there is a chance that it's just going to be garbage, which would be a huge bummer because then a, there's there's going to be even more people left in the dust when it comes to dividing the community because some people from Worthy Champions will probably even move over to do the Blizzard ladder exclusively and then it's going to be we're going to have a smaller chunk here and then you know a small chunk here and a small chunk is going to just move to Netties or something it's it's going to even more divide it if it comes out and it's a shit ladder which would, would really suck yeah speaking of Worthy Champions uh, they put out a tweet towards Mikey Barra and they said uh, hey, Quick, do you think we can collaborate to improve our favorite game, Walker 3, together? That thing got 85 retweets and 361 likes. Wow. Yeah, that would be... Um, obviously, that's the best case scenario. Like, them working together to combine the ladders together to keep all the features... Um, the only thing I place I can see that well, there's a couple places I can see that being a problem. One, Blizzard just like no fuck you, I don't care. But also the whole uh, server thing, like now Blizzard has to pay for those servers. Obviously they can afford it, but are they willing to pay for all the extra servers that are pretty much a crucial part of what the War Three Champions ladder is right now? But um, you know, all the all the UI and stuff, I guess would would sort of transfer over no problem, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this billion-dollar company can afford uh, $600 of server every month. <laughs> right, I, or do they just not want to? Yeah, though. I mean, Bobby Kodak needs his 14th golden boat. How yep. How are you supposed to afford it uh, if you pay $600 of Warcraft servers? I don't really know. Maybe uh, they just lay off one more employee to, to pay for it. Oh, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Okay. <laughs> Course. Or, you know, scrap the gift cards. That would also be great. Then. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll find a way. <laughs> My favorite reply under this uh, War 3 Champions tweet was, yes, good idea, if Remo, Demo, and Neo are out of the game. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Uh, apparently, we have to leave. Didn't mention me, by the way. I guess yeah. I'm taking over the channel, Neo. You're Thank safe. You. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give I'll you all, all the passwords, passwords and all soon. all yep. the ownership goes to you. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Are you, you looking forward to doing all the social media for this and YouTube oh, editing for everything? I can't wait. I can't wait to, to <laughs> drive back to Warcraft into the ground on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Still a little sick. <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's the topic then. So too long didn't listen. 
highest expectations, uh, ideal world, for free, great ladder, upscale classic graphics, realistic expectations, mm -hmm. balance patch, and some sort of ranked announcement. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly it. Probably. If it's anything less than... If it's anything less than a balance patch, I I don't I don't know. What don't know. would like be I, less than a balance patch, though? Well, I mean, Naga footsteps, dude. I'll remember it. It's freaking crazy. Like, I, I think I tweeted, uh, "What are your expectations?" When I retweeted that tweet of of Mikey Barra, and I guess sixty percent of the comments were about footprints. It's yeah. so incredible how much damage quote-unquote they did by putting naga footprints on top of that patch note list when the world was burning two years ago in reforged land mm -hmm. incredible how how people still remember and how hurt uh people still are or are they still memeing about this whatever uh pick, pick right. your vocabulary there but yeah footprints man they should not change or mention any footprints, not even for humor's sake, just never mention footprints again, Blizzard, please. Yeah. And I'll just I'll just say in, in closing on this topic, like I do hope, as we always do, hopium copium, that it's gonna be great, that they're gonna do something good, that they're gonna turn the ship around that is the horrible reforged. I do hope that. But honestly, I'm pretty doomer pilled at this point on on Blizzard and on the the Warcraft team and all that. And like, no matter what they do, it's they're always they're always gonna be the people that fucked us over. Yep. No matter what you think of, all the people that could have done so much more if this release was great. You know, like imagine not even us as casters, but think of all the players. If there if this release was great, if there was tons of tournaments, just. If they just had done a good job where all of us as a community and as people that, you know, put at least all of our free time into this game where we could have grown it to be. Um, but they fucked us over. And no matter what they do at this point, they always will be the company that fucked us over and destroyed a legacy of a beautiful game. They'll always be that no matter what they do, no matter how many good changes they do, no matter how great this new team is. And that's where I'm at. I don't give a shit. Fuck you forever. But I hope they're good. Uh, I hope it's a good patch. Yeah, I I do see this a little differently because it's new leadership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, as I said before, there's no monetary incentive to fix it. They could just leave it in the dirt and never mention mm -hmm. them again, etc., etc. But if under the leadership of Mikey Barra, some kind of new team that was not involved two years ago or three years ago um, is still doing something because they want to, because they feel like they have to, I would give them some some props at least for doing that. And I will appreciate that for sure if they do that. And especially if they start community interaction, because that's something we I guess we didn't mention oh, wow, and, nice, yeah. and didn't have for over a year a year and a quarter maybe so if we only knew that the email address where Remo is constantly sending his uh, patch ideas to someone is reading that would be nice if, if if someone is reading the forums would be nice if you guys want to talk to us let us know DMs open Neo at backtowarcraft.com Carson at backtowarcraft.com Remo at backtowarcraft.com email address is open all channels open we are there 
Like we said this so many times, don't be afraid to reach out just because you fucked up uh, two and three years ago. We're still there and we know that everything that Blizzard puts into this game is probably going to be for the better um, at this point, of course. So yeah, guys, don't be afraid. We want to help you, especially... Uh, want to rewind a little bit to really close off this topic. Um, if they are balancing on the feedback from one year ago, <coughs> that's bad. <clears throat> they need new ideas mm -hmm. and they need new input because Remo's balance suggestion that he released, what was it, four weeks ago or something? Um, they are already outdated because the meta has shifted between when he originally thought about the patch notes and now so a lot of that stuff feels outdated already and that's just four weeks and they didn't have any input from pros or casters or community members in a year so yeah please just reach out that would be nice yeah we're, we're here i mean we're, i played 400 ladder games this season blizzard <laughs> i mean i'm here we're we're full time we're in it man with you or without you we are here so i mean jesus what <laughs> We're here to help, obviously. Right um, I'm not that scary one-on-one -on -one as I am on a podcast, maybe. I won't tell you to go fuck yourself if True. you DM me. So I'm here. Don't don't worry. Don't be afraid of anything. I'm, look at me. I got my cat. I'm chilling. <laughs> got a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. And then we're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you say uh, we will be here, but will we, Carson? Because for a long time... Um, we, of course, kind of abandoned Blizzard and said that it's all shit and the company is garbage and uh, shall burn to the ground, etc., etc. So the new True. the new hope on the RTS game development uh, horizon was Frost Giant with, of course, a, a, a lot of people we know and love. For example, Monk, uh, part mm. of the gym community, also part of Frost Giant. And they uh, made it their mission to produce the next big... RTS game and that was I think also two years ago or something one and a half years ago maybe and today as hot as it gets they finally announced something at least because this the next week on June 9 that is Thursday there is the Summer Game Fest and the Summer Game Fest tweeted out or was it I think the director of Summer Game Fest or whatever tweeted out one of the things I love is giving new teams a platform to reveal brand new worlds to you at Summer Game Fest. Tune in next Thursday, June 9, for the world premiere announcement of the first game from Frost Giant Studios, a team of veteran developers. It's happening, Carson. We will see the first glimpses of the Frost Giant game. Yeah, that's pretty exciting because I remember we did that town hall it was, like you mentioned, about a year and a half ago. I remember the house I was in, so it had to be around Christmas of last year, like a little bit before. Um, and we were like, we were talking about it and we were asking a lot of questions, but you know, they didn't really have any specifics because it was like, we're asking a team of developers that haven't really dove in to start working on an actual game yet. So we're like, oh, is there going to be heroes? Like, we don't, we don't fucking know if there's going to be <laughs> heroes or not. So it's cool that we're actually getting something because i figured like oh i'm gonna be in my 40s by the time this game is released like there's no way oh i'm gonna cast a game there's no way i'm gonna play a game you know i'm gonna be too old to go pro in the game which is always my hope when a new game comes out of course hopium copium 
Um, but it's cool. We're actually getting something. Like it's maybe it's closer than we uh, maybe we presumed. I'm not sure how long these things generally take from a brand new studio to actually having a product release. But um, to be able to see just even a tiny bit of what the game's going to be like is super exciting. Yeah. So I don't think we will see in-game footage. I think that's too far away. Yeah, sure. But I think a teaser, like in cinematic of some sort yeah that, just what what sort of theme it is exactly least, maybe yeah mm-hmm. that that was something that i uh wanted to say with that like we will get the name of the game we will get the setting of the game most likely so yeah this this is what i expect from this yeah it's um it's pretty dope it's always a little bit scary with rts games like thinking how successful it's going to be. I know these people are making this game because they're passionate about RTS games. I mean, just knowing Monk, you know, pretty well at this point, I, I know that he's he's playing ladder games like every day. He asked me to play 2v2 like once a month sort of thing, you know? Like he is he's here, he's gaming, he likes RTS games. Um, so that's where this team is coming from. So regardless of, you know, how successful RTS is doing right now in the sort of esports sphere, they're still going to put their heart and soul into it to try to make it the best game possible. But I do hope that it uh, it can sort of hit the ground running when it is released and, and people do do pick it up and prefer it. Because especially a brand new name, like when's the last time we had an RTS game that wasn't like, you know, this game that we knew when we were kids, number 20, you know, like Age of Empires <laughs> or something like that, or StarCraft Two or Warcraft, you know, Reforge, essentially Warcraft Four. Like it's a brand new RTS out of nowhere is is not that common, at least in the competitive sphere. Yeah, nobody really cares about it because it's oftentimes um small scale studios and it's not really polished and it's not what we mm-hmm. because the 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 expectations are so high because Warcraft and Starcraft feel so good and they do so many things so right from the campaign to the setting to the characters that we all know and love. Um, it's it's so responsive. Uh, the sound is always amazing. So that's still what you have to top and good luck topping or even reaching what Warcraft and Starcraft were doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, luckily, a lot of these people... On the team, I mean, almost all the big guys, they worked on those games, too. So they at least know what sort of went into them. Um, but it just depends how much time it actually takes to make a game of that quality with, like, a small, a smaller team. Um, but, I mean, you know they're not going to cut any corners. It's not going to be a Reforge launch. It's going to be <laughs> as good as they can possibly make it, you know? Dude, I'm going to... If that's a Reforge launch, Monk has some explaining to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's been here. He knows what is oh, like. Yeah. He's been here from the start. And so. he's listening, so uh, I can tell yeah. you that. What setting do you want to see? I don't know, man. Because we're so used to, like, spaceships or knights. Like, what is the other? Like, exactly. you could have, like, a, a Western setting, like a cyberpunk setting. There could be lots of different stuff, but um, I don't know. My mind always immediately jumps like the space setting, but that's just like StarCraft over and over again. So like, I don't. What are other What are other themes that you could think of for a game? It's like this? pretty much exactly my thinking as well. Like, I know these guys are in love with StarCraft, but then it will always in everything they do be compared to StarCraft even more yeah. than it already will be because it is an RTS, and then it's the same setting from the same guys. It's like. I don't know if that's the right approach. 
Um, fantasy should be a little easier because Warcraft is now 20 years old and mm. it, there was no real good fantasy RTS in 20 years. Um, I mean, there could always be something like Command and Conquer where it's real life plus a little fiction. Mm -hmm. mm, I don't know if that's too exciting though because when I see this Frost Giant logo, I, I feel like these, these guys are creative. They don't want too much realism they don't want uh soldiers and tanks they want right. this frost giant yeti thingy that can probably mm -hmm. do some magic and stuff um cyberpunk would be pretty cool i think that's something that's not too explored gives you a lot of options as well because there can be uh some like caster cyberpunks there can also be tank cyberpunks just depending on the modifications they do for example uh that would be dope <sighs> what else man what else yeah i i just hope they're not um not too afraid i mean obviously the comparison to starcraft would be would be one that's going to happen i mean people still say like oh zerg and undead are really similar right <laughs> they both have this blight like thing yeah you know so it still happens with all games but i hope they're not they're not too afraid at least on the warcraft end of things to be like you know to have some comparisons because obviously there are reasons that these games are so popular they did a lot of things right so to just do the opposite um, for sake of not being compared, I hope they're not doing that. Just like absolutely the completely opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to every aspect of the game. Um, because there, there are some good things to take from, obviously. But uh, aesthetic doesn't necessarily have to. The aesthetic could be completely different. But I think, I hope in-game stuff, you know, that they, they keep what, what worked over all these yeah. years. But um, yeah, don't yeah, Cyberpunk, probably the most, likely but like you said like maybe knights and swords and all that shit could also work um because warcraft is so old like you mentioned exactly and when they initially launched this and presented more and more of the team i was really afraid that it just will be an updated starcraft but now i'm lurking a little bit on their subreddit uh reddit.com slash r slash frost giant and they have these monthly i guess bi-monthly mm -hmm. uh, feedback loops and they are really interesting um, they are discussing a lot of stuff like should we use heroes or not and in general back when they created this post it seems like they are leaning a little more towards heroes in some kind of way than not doing heroes they are referencing walker 3 quite a lot in what they describe um, they are listening to the Hive Workshop, which is always a good thing because it's also Warcraft related. And they also discussed um, how similar races should be. Because, for example, in StarCraft and Warcraft, races are vastly different from each other. In mm. Age of Empires, especially 2 and 3, races are super similar to each other, but have this one or two special units or special attributes to them um so what route do you want to be and i think they want very different races which is really good and i think the right approach i don't want the battle between uh the french and the english where they have basically the same units just this one archer can shoot five meters further than the other archer right. and that makes them po more powerful I, that kind of sucks i want my knight of undead orc human zerg protoss terran whatever they are called then, but I want very, very mm. different factions. 
Yeah, I think there's a there's a positive and a negative. The, obviously, the, the the positive hugely is like identity to what you're playing. You can I identify as an orc player. That's what I am. I play light blue. That's my color. And I've played orc. I've always played orc. I identify with players like Grubby and Lynn, and there's this whole community of people. Whereas if the races are, are too similar, you don't really get that. And of course, the negative to having vastly different um, races is it's more difficult to balance. And that's also the difficulty of having more races. So, you know, Starcraft is easier to balance than Warcraft because three is easier to balance than four. But, you know, these guys know what they're doing when it comes to stuff like that. Especially, I think a lot of these guys worked specifically on balance when they were at Blizzard. So, um, I'm sure they'll have no problem. I wonder how many races they'll have. I mean, yeah. they could just do two. They could do they could do one and just make it like chess. Who knows? I mean, chess isn't perfectly balanced either, though. True. So there's no perfect world, but I do think vastly different is just better uh, from just a a launching pad sort of thing. Like you know, because you want to be like that. That's the race I identify with. That's what I want to play. That's you know the pro player that I want to be in a way. You just don't get that when the races are too similar. Yeah, I would think that. It's going to be three races because two, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it, but two races would be underwhelming for me. Boring. A little bit. I know it's the first title. It's going to be a lot of work and you have to put a lot of creative into it as well if you design three factions. But two, it's like EA Games could do that in the 90s with two factions. Be better yeah. than EA Games or Westwood in the 90s. <laughs> and four... I know how hard it is to balance Warcraft with four races, so I can definitely see just doing three because it's not underwhelming for um, us, the community, mm-hmm. and it's not overwhelming for them as a studio. Yeah, I do. I like four four uh, races because it's uh, there's a lot of different variety in the matchups, but um, I do dislike it because every race ends up with one really bad matchup. We know that from Warcraft, so so three is is probably just better, the best of both worlds. Um, they'll probably lean that way. I mean, most likely. All right. Good luck, Frost Giant. We will be watching. I think it's... Um, On the second, right? No, it's the ninth, one week later. Oh. Uh, but the, okay. wait, there was, a, there was a time in that video. Uh, 6 p.m. G, uh, 2 p.m. ET. That is... Of course, near the time. Eastern time. Yeah, that is... East, I, I know that is Eastern time, but that is... 8 p.m. Euro time, I think. So prime time. N- 9 p.m. 9 p.m. You sure? Wait, wait. 2 p.m. Yeah. Oh, 8 p.m. Yeah, you're See? right. Sorry, I thought it was 3 p.m. Yeah, you're yes, right. You have right, one right. job here at the Back up. to Warcraft universe, okay? And that is converting time zones. We can replace Even Discord you. Discord could do that on its own. Exactly. We can. <laughs> we can basically replace you by Google and Discord. Be careful. Well, <laughs> Google. You can replace with Google. That's. I mean, that's part of that. <laughs> Yeah, I so am Google. I am the internet. You are Skynet. <laughs> okay, so uh, next month we will have new updates from Frost Giant. And uh, Monk, if you want to talk, if you want to be part of this podcast to promote your stuff and explain why you're doing what you're doing, hop on. Give me a call. And to everybody else who wants to read in a little uh, what they are doing over there at Frost Giant, I definitely recommend their Separated Frost Giant on Reddit. Do we want to do a little break and then continue with what we want to discuss? Because we got balance and esports to discuss. Sure, we can do that. Righty.
Bam! That was a short break, especially for you, since we cut it and you don't even uh, see it. But since we're talking about new games, I was sick last week, so I got a lot of time. And accidentally, I got into the beta of Warcraft Arclight Rumble. The mobile game! Is that his name? That's the name! <laughs> Alright. Warcraft Arclight Rumble, their Clash of Clans clone. Um, it was the second day of being sick and I got this email, like, if you want to, you can uh, join it. And I'm like, whatever. I'm watching The Office and they got my phone by me and I'm sleeping 17 hours a day. So screw it. Let's try it. And I gotta say, it's not bad. I cannot compare it to Clash of Clans or whatever because I never played those. But I played for a week and it's fun. It got some cool strategic elements that I like. Like, uh, you have to think strategically. It's not just, you know, uh, mass click or whatever. And as, at least now in the beta, you can play as much as you want. There's no paywall. If you do, like, three games, then you have to pay or wait. That's not the case, which is already good. Um, level design seems fine. It's a lot of different levels with different obstacles and stuff. Tower or unit design um, is pretty fun. Lots of different units. And it looks good. It feels good. That's the good sides. Negative sides, you gotta grind. You gotta grind so much. And it's freaking hard. So I don't see me playing this a ton. And I, I definitely don't see me spending money on it. But for what it is, it's not bad. It might be a little imbalanced at the moment because some missions are super freaking uber hot and I spent like five hours on one map. But in general, I gotta say, thumbs in the middle with a tendency of thumbs up. Hmm. I saw, um, I've only seen Crota, I think, streamed it. I think it's the only time I've, I've watched it. How did I he get into beta? I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a legend. He's a le that guy's got like 50k subs on YouTube. True. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's a legend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't help but think there's something. I don't know how you feel about this. There's just something morally wrong about playing it, Neil. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I I don't think I would be able to do it. I could bring my just like with Diablo Resurrected. I just don't think I could. We thought we were getting Diablo Four, um, and we just it, well, I guess we're getting it now, but um, but we didn't. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess if you enjoyed it, I guess if you enjoyed it, but just they just ruin. Warcraft 3, and then they release a mobile game. I don't know. If it's good, it's good, I suppose. Whatever. I'm not going to be playing it. I'm not going to be playing it. I'm not even going to be thinking about it, Neil. I think you can't even play it on your iPhone 2. I, I have a 10. Thank you, Todd, <laughs> for se sending me this in the mail. I appreciate that very much, Todd. <laughs> True, you got this from Todd. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Todd's he gave me a sweater guy. too. It was dope. I got a Team Liquid sweater now. Boom. Me too. He said, "But hey, Todd, where's my phone?" <laughs> 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 yeah, but I mean, uh, if 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 you don't dread mobile gaming, um, try it out. Think about it more like a Hearthstone alternative than anything else, uh, which is a little more action packed than Hearthstone. Um, but yeah, it's it's not that bad. So that's my my first impression on Warcraft Arclight Rumble. 
Yeah, and hey, Blizzard, I hope you get all that Chinese money you're hoping for with your mobile games. <laughs> I hope you get it. Woo! <laughs> that, that's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. I think we got a lot to say on balance because Remo Demo started a freaking storm by releasing <laughs> his patch notes. We talked about his patch notes, I think, uh, a little bit last time. What we... No, no, we talked about him releasing them, but we didn't actually talk about them. Yeah. But yeah, he did release them. A lot of stuff, as I said, it was a little outdated already when it was released uh, because uh, a clear indicator uh, to me for that is that in his balance uh, report, he talked about how Orc is superior to Undead at the moment because nobody can really do anything about Headhunters. And by now, pro-Orcs are opening with ghouls and now the orcs don't really know what to do against ghouls and have since then uh, slithered back into blade master play which was not mentioned one bit by Remo so that's that was a little outdated mm-hmm. but a lot of people are talking about it now and trying to give their two cents on balance and some people if you believe it or not are actually doing that in a very constructive way which um, I definitely appreciate. Reddit is full of it. The discords are full of it. And a person in the community, I think it was Save Orcas, uh, made a request to Happy to share his thoughts on the current balance. And, oh boy, is that a topic? I sat through it all. I transcribed it all. And... We got a lot to say about this. I know you didn't see it, but rather read my transcript, right? Yes, correct. I didn't see the uh, him talking about it. Thank you, all. Neil, for saving precious time of my life. I want to hear that from you now. Thank you, Neil, for saving precious time of my life. Exactly. Because it, the very start of his suggestions, like he did that before, right? He's opening uh, the map with the race and then he builds all the buildings and all the units mm-hmm. and then goes through the units and upgrades one by right. one. Mm-hmm. He opens up with ghouls and saying they need something on tier two. It's uh, something that reduces magic and piercing damage. Interesting. That's his first, first thing. So he follows this up by saying nobody is playing ghouls anyway. And at that They're played in all four matchups boom. right now. And that was the moment. I was like two minutes into the video and I was already triggered to the moon and beyond because it was just wrong. And I discussed this a lot. I discussed it on the gym discord. I discussed it on the German Rocket Beans discord. Like what he says there is just not true. And you identified it in like a span of a second. He plays ghouls in every single matchup now. Yeah. It's Lich Ghouls in Undead Mirror, Lich Ghouls versus Human. You play Ghouls versus Farseer Headhunters. He even does it against Blade. And then versus Night Elf, same old, same old. Of course it's Ghouls. It's, it's played in all four matches. Yeah. He doesn't even build Fiends versus Orc anymore. Exactly. Like, also not in the late game or anything. It's just pure Ghouls. Um, the way he uses them is get Frenzy, of course, throw them in as cannon fodder damage dealers, and when they're gone, you retreat and rebuild. Right? That's basically how it works. (laughs) So, you play a lot of Orc, and you probably realize that Orcs already, and Night Elves as well, have problems stopping ghouls. 
at this current mm -hmm. meta, and I think that's the only melee unit at like with that kind of power in the game at the moment. And then giving them magic damage reduction and piercing damage reduction would make them unbelievably OP. Yeah, and not even to mention, like, you think about the piercing damage reduction with something like because we're we're shifting we're shifting sort of in the meta right now where we're gonna probably end up with a lot more Cripplord versus Farseer play because Undeads are going DK Ghouls, and then Orcs are going Blade as a response. So what would be the response to that? It would be to go back to Cripplord, which is good against Blade. So then Orcs' response to people going Cripplord would be to metagame the Blade pick and go Farseer against the Cripplord. So it's all circular. It ends up occasionally being Farseer against Cripplord again, like we were seeing in the past on things like Echo Isles. Um, and then, of course, Ghouls having piercing damage reduction, just in a matchup I'm really familiar with, against Headhunters trying to break an Expo, is going to be ridiculous. You see players like 120 holding Cripplord Expos against, like, two racks Farseer Headhunters. It's like, there's so many situations that would just make them a lot stronger. You think about Archers as well. Um, it's just it's just insane. I do, I do sort of get that Ghouls are difficult. Like, you know this is an undead player. Like, you know you can tend to just lose every single ghoul at the start of a fight. Like, they do feel weak if not microed correctly, but, you know, it's always the age-old discussion of, you know, balance should be made for the top level of play. So it's like, Happy can micro them, 1-2-0 can micro them, Labyrinth seems to have no problem winning with ghouls. It's like, they don't seem that bad right now. Yeah, I mean, they die, of course, in the span of a fight, but all the damage they take is not going towards heroes fiends, whatever, um, so they do serve their purpose as a melee unit as well, and maybe from that statement alone I was a little biased, but I was always of the opinion that um, when people say only pros should do balance suggestions, it's horribly wrong because they are very, very biased in how they approach this game, and Happy's ideas are the prime example for that. I continue with some ideas he had or, or some thoughts he, he shared. The Death Knight Ultimate should work similar to the Paladin Ultimate, but only resurrect friendly undead units. Okay. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, <laughs> but Paladin isn't as viable as a starting hero, obviously, so you're less likely just because of that, to ha to be using the ultimate. So it kind of makes sense. His ultimate's a little bit stronger in that regard, but it's it's tough to say. Okay. Um, Let me continue. Necromancers mm -hmm. should be able to raise skeletons without using corpses. <laughs> Banshee anti-magic anti shell. Uh, you should reduce the spell damage it absorbs, but then also either reduce the mana cost or make it so it never expires until it's destroyed. Banshees only need straight nerfs. <laughs> they don't. They don't need any buffs. And anti magic shield going from I think two or uh, three hundred rather to two hundred. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's at mm -hmm. right now. It's not even. That's not even going to change much, really. Like that's absorbing almost every spell still. And if you can just recast it right away. It's like maybe it would be different against like mass griffins, which we sometimes see, but uh, that's not even the major problem with banshees. Like, the curse is insane against blade master, possession isn't obviously insane in the late game against human. Like, the, 
all the spells with banshees are too strong. Not that they all have to be nerfed, because you know I think we need to be careful with that sort of thing. But it's not like it's not like AMS is the issue with banshees that makes them too strong. It's the fact that they have such a crazy toolkit. They're probably the best caster in the whole game. Plus, they're fueled by statues, of course, which is my biggest yep. issue with undead at the moment. The statues are too strong. But I didn't present to you the best idea about undead balancing, according to Happy. Acolytes should be invulnerable while mining. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but Night Elf already has that. I mean, Night Elf... Here we go. But, uh... The number one discussion, because that is the topic that goes through his entire balance suggestion, um, mm -hmm. whether it be the ghoul upgrade, because his reasoning for this ghoul upgrade is, well, archers have it as well. They have a loon's grace passive. They got magic... Yeah. At, uh, reduction and piercing reduction ghouls should get that too wisps are invulnerable and not attackable while mining so acolytes should have that too that's not how races work yeah for sure um and it's like wisps have lower hp they're much more vulnerable they can't attack back they don't have the regen that acolytes have they don't have the armor i think that acolytes have um, I don't even think they have the movement speed anymore, even though they used to be the fastest worker. But um, there's plenty of reasons. they don't. Uh, Night Elf doesn't naturally have the same base defenses that Undead has. Obviously, it's much easier to fight. You know, like Night Elf is one of the most tower-rushable races, probably the most tower-rushable race nowadays next to Orc, whereas Undead is like the one race you'd never push into their base. Um, and it's obviously just solved with a base block a lot of the time. Like, are, are Acolytes really that big of an issue? Other than just for the already, I feel like, broken fast expansion in every matchup for Undead, is that what Happy's trying to fix? Is making the fast expansion even stronger? Because that's becoming more and more of an issue for Undead, the fact they just expo in every matchup, and it's very hard to stop. I 100% agree with you that this is something that must be stopped and addressed um, and making acolytes invulnerable is not necessarily the way to do that. So it goes on. Like this, the list of incredible balance suggestions goes on. Um, uh, what, what was what was one more thing that made me laugh? Oh, he was talking about how peasants and towers and militia is totally fine and needs nothing to be addressed. In my head, I saw Todd exploding of rage when hearing this moment um yeah it felt like in general the feeling was like he saw this as unnecessary work that he has to do now due to a donation or something like mm -hmm. he starts the part of the video and the first thing you hear is <sighs> like <laughs> that's just classic classic right so of course there was not much thought going into this and um I understand it was very impromptu and stuff, but oh boy. If that... That is now my number one example when people say only pros should do balance patch because it's absolutely ridiculous. Later, at the Night Elf uh, department, he says something along the lines of uh, ancient creeping is too strong, so they should only be able to attack when they have nature's blessing. Yeah. That's insane. That's in Night Elf is, like, try playing Night Elf. If you're, like, let's say you're, like, a 1700 or above Night Elf player, even maybe, like, 1500 and above Night Elf player, 
Try playing without Ancient of War creeping. Yes. You're going to go down 300 MMR. Yes. Just, just do it without Ancient of War creeping. I mean, unless you're OC and just mass hunts every game. But try <laughs> playing a standard game without Ancient of War creeping. Night Elf is awful without Ancient of War creeping. Yes. Shout out Pierby, who pointed that out to me like three years ago. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, yep. they are like the worst race if you can't Ancient of War creep. Another thing about Night Elf, Mountain Giants should not be able to heal via Moonwell or whatever, but rather must be repaired. I mean, Mountain Giants do have to be addressed, for sure. I mean, there are a lot of things with Night Elf that have to be addressed. I mean, I am, I've am i been playing a lot of ladder, and I do hate Night Elf. But, um, yeah, there's <laughs> I mean, re reasonable adjustments. I'm definitely not going to be the one making balanced suggestions, because I would just say remove Demon Hunter and Keeper from the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's some good stuff in there as well, but... Um... I don't know. I, I will upload them somewhere, These this uh, transcript I did, and people can comment on them whenever they want. But yeah, that was uh, very, very interesting to hear that. And hopefully gives Remo some peace as uh, people were very, very harsh on him once again when he presented these balance ideas, yeah. fantasy balance as it's called. Yeah, it, it, just to close, like, obviously, this is, like you said, just done on on stream on a whim, so... And Happy is a smart guy. Like, you talk to him, you know, the, the few times people get to actually talk to him, he's totally rational, and yes. he explains his thought process, and he, he is a really smart guy. That's why he's so good at the game, and, you know, he's, he's particularly smart when it comes to Warcraft. But looking at this... Um, one, him doing balance suggestions is just the definition of a conflict of interest. That could be literally the Webster's Dictionary definition of conflict of interest. That's literally what it is. Um, and two, it's literally all buffs for undead and pretty close to all nerfs for every other race. So this is just not, not acceptable. If anyone thinks we should actually take these suggestions and use them just because happy's the best player possibly of all time at this point no you are you are fanboying you are delusional this is not possible i'm sorry yes and another thing that i really disliked is um stuff that isn't used at the moment or or not too often used he said uh we need like we don't need to address this because it's never used like, that is not the right approach. Find changes to make things that aren't used usable. That's right. the definition, right? You want to make every single tool that you got in this game somewhat usable, and that's your job if you have to think about balance and changes to the game. Fairy Dragons 3 supply. I'm just <laughs> scamming. <laughs> My god, get me out. Get me out. Um, yeah, absolutely. I do think that's been kind of poorly done over the years, unfortunately. Like, maybe that philosophy has been pushed a little bit too far, thinking to just, I mean, even just Keeper in general, right? And Crypt Lord. Those are things that weren't used ever, pretty much. Uh, very, very seldom. And then they were pushed to the point of being much, much too strong. Headhunters, rarely used. Pushed to the point of being much, much too strong. So, you know, I do think uh, I... I agree with that sentiment, but I think we have to be careful with it as well. A little bit more careful than we have been yes. um, in changing them. Yeah, uh, I do agree. Uh, like, Grimo's ideas are a little bit too extreme in that regard for my personal taste as well. Even though you have to differentiate between uh, the things that he said needs to be addressed, 
uh, when it comes to like number flipping and adjustments and stuff and the really experimental stuff. And he's mm -hmm. outlining that in his paper if you would read or listen. You know, there are uh, differences in how he approaches th th things. But a guy who did this really well, in my opinion, and I've read, I think, about 10 to 12 balance papers uh, uh, papers by now because people keep sending them to me which i really like um in my opinion at the moment the best was released today on reddit by sefit sefit is part of the war three champions team for quite a long time also part of uh, team uk or or is with the uk gang in warcraft and i don't think he's a particularly good player at least that's not what he's known for to me i don't know if he's laddering at all um but he's he's I'm not don't think so no he's deeply involved with wall three champions so of course he's seeing a lot of games he's uh, he knows what the game is about and what the meta is about just not maybe a particularly great player um so how he approaches this um is also pretty careful with only a couple of changes to each race like two to three i think and some general changes to warcraft 3 mechanics and that's something i'm really interested in and that's some cool ideas that i might want to discuss with you now, of course there's a couple of changes here as well like change build time from this to this and change damage from this to this um but there's also a suggestion to change the behavior of damage type and armor types um, especially when it comes to piercing damage so his suggestion is it's not spectacularly new some other people have laid this out as well but it hasn't been mentioned in a while so he suggests that piercing damage is doing less damage to heavy than it is now uh, less damage to unarmored than it is now and also less damage to light than it is now to not only address um, piercing damage units that appear to be too strong, like fiends, headhunters, rifles, uh, sometimes, and archers, but piercing damage in general, which would automatically be a buff to all the units on the receiving end as they are receiving less damage, of course. For example, uh, grunts would take less damage against archers. What do you think about changing such fundamental elements of Warcraft? Hmm. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too bad. I do think, especially against heavy armor, I do think piercing's been a little bit too strong because that happens to just be all the melee units. So, like thinking to headhunters against footmen or headhunters against ghouls, um, fiends against burrows was a serious problem in the past. Undead would just push and just kill you um, before you had reinforced a lot of the time, especially when reinforces on tier three. So, I think uh, particularly against heavy, I think it could certainly be addressed. Um, unarmored and light, I think it's it's already strong enough against that. So nerfing that a little bit is totally fine. It's an interesting thought, and I think you know I don't think it would necessarily change the game too much. It just might make it like feel a little bit better to play against these these sort of uh, these sort of units. So I think it's I think it's a good thing to at least think about, and it's not something that I've seen suggested too often. Um, maybe it could be done for other things too. Maybe. You know, maybe just change how extreme all these uh, hard counters are yeah. to things. I'm, I'm not sure, like, you know, even magic to heavy or something like that we could think about. But uh, I don't know how it would change in the long run if we did it to all armor and damage types. 
Yeah. Um, that is the most important thing, I guess, and the one thing where you clearly can see a pattern, uh, that piercing damage units appear to be too strong in general. Um, mm -hmm. There's also a cool idea that I... Like, this is something that bugs me for ages, that uh, reviving a hero at the altar takes way too long. Would you agree with that? It like, makes 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 taverns way too strong yes. as a result of that in a way. Um possibly what is the normal it's 30 seconds level 1 and then does it go up by like 15 seconds every level or no, no, how, how long cuz I always notice it's an even. 36 every level? Yes. Oh my god. So it goes from 36 so thir to 72 to 107 uh, and then it caps at 110 for level 4. Damn. Um what would your suggestion be to change that, though? I suppose, you know, a minute is a long time in-game. It is a really long time. Yeah, I, um, I think level one is fine. That feels like it's back in no time. Maybe reduce it to 30, yeah. uh, from from 36 to, uh, to, to 30, and then mm -hmm. add... I didn't do number crunching on this, but f add 10 seconds, and add 15 seconds instead of 36... That's mm -hmm. so crazy, man. Uh, so on level four, it would be uh, 36. That would be 60. No. 50 seconds on level two. 64 seconds on level three. And 78 seconds on level four. That would be yeah, fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Because, like, personally, I almost never revive a hero past level two out of the ult. Never. Unless unless it's, like, a third hero or something. Like, you lose, like, your Dark Ranger on level three. Maybe you'll revive that because you still have your main heroes. You know, maybe if I lose my, my Shadow Hunter third, um, I'll revive it out of the altar on level three. But um, I'll almost always tavern revive, like, a main hero, a first or second hero level three level four level five no matter what it costs i'll save up the gold i'll sell items i'll cut unit production i'll cancel my expansion just to get that hero back yeah. because yeah you simply can't wait around for over a minute um that's that's an absurd amount of time that's like three creep camps yep. at a high level yep. like that's a ton of time yeah i definitely agree so i recommend uh, the balance changes of Sephid. it was also revealed which i didn't know to be honest that a statue gives the same amount of XP that Footman does. Wait, no way, really? Yes. 40? Yes. Gives 40 XP? Yes. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I mean, it's... One, it's a three supply unit. Two, it's a tier two unit. Yeah. And three, it's one of the strongest units in the entire game. Yep. Like, a grunt a grunt gives more than that. Like, I mean, it has more <laughs> HP, but, like, like, Jesus. I mean... And, like, how much does, for instance... I guess like a priest and all that would give 40 still, right? I'm not sure of the experience numbers on all the units because obviously <sighs> most of the time you have like you have like tier two and everything. But uh, there is a that, table. So it gets a little bit confusing. Wait, 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 wait. I have to scroll up just a little bit. There we go. The same amount of statue uh, of experience that a statue does is archer, hippo, uh, talon, glaive. A ghoul, gargoyle, necro banshee, necro wagon, mortar, sorceress, priest, headhunter, shaman. Yeah, the casters and uh, the siege units, basically. Hmm. 
I mean, I mean, I guess it's HP based because statues do have pretty low HP. What is it like five fifty? It feels like five. Yeah, I think around there. <laughs> I should remember all these, but uh, pretty. It's it is it is not a lot of HP, but I mean, also they're they're the magic immune for for starters. Like that's a big thing when it comes down to experience. Should, I feel like they should not magic sixty. Immune. A spell immune, spell immune. Ah, yeah. Coil Nova immune. Bolt immune is is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's like a that's like a big thing. Whereas you know, if I have a if I have a headhunter, it just dies to coil nova harass. And if I'm feeding eighty experience per headhunter, those heroes are going to be level twenty by the time yep. you know I reach tier three. Yep. Whereas for statues, like yeah, they get picked off a lot. But the reason why we've established these ways of killing statues, like camping outside the slaughterhouse with a potion of vulnerability and an orb with your blade to try to pick them off, is because if you don't do that, you kind of lose the game because they're really strong. They just recover from the fight. The reason why there's such a priority in killing them is because they're so important, not because they're so weak that we can just kill them immediately. You can kill a fiend easier than you kill a statue a lot of the time, just based on the positioning of them. So... um yeah, I think that's that's a little bit ridiculous. There's probably a lot of things like that that are a little bit ridiculous experience-wise. I don't see anything glaring at first sight right here. I think they're like what they thought was all the casters are level 2 units. The statue is basically a caster unit, so it should be a tier 2 unit. It's like yeah. or a level 2 unit. I think uh, Wyvern still give too much experience that is something yeah that's that's pretty much my takeaway and berserkers i think as well but apart from that i think uh, the balance table is pretty fine but yeah oh my god that that was quite a reveal so um also the way sephid is explaining why he's doing that it's pretty short yet effective um the way he wants to address riflemen and headhunters are that uh, the attack upgrades aren't scaling too well while not losing too much of their initial damage, etc., etc. It's very elaborate, but yet an easy read. I definitely recommend that. And so far, my favorite fantasy balance paper I've read. Yeah, I think, like, even... I didn't get a chance to read all the specifics all the way through, but even when I just looked at it, like, initially, like, the... And again, thinking it from, like, a biased perspective of an orc player, so orc against human... He increases the duration of called arms. That's good. What does that directly buff in human versus orc? Well, it directly buffs the ability to power creep to level three. When you power creep to level three, you tend to go casters. So therefore, it de-incentivizes you from going rifles. So yeah, buff rifles a little bit. And then nerf breakers a little bit by nerfing control magic. Make it require castle. So these are all things that make sense and flow together, at least thinking in one matchup. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, these are all rationable, rational, non-biased views, I think, that, that are good to the game. A probably. million times better than Happy's ideas. So for me, yeah. the argument uh, should only pro players do balance suggestions and should plebs not be allowed to talk about balance is herefore dead and decided forever. Yeah, and, and they're much more subtle, too, which is good. But, yeah, it's always going to be like that. I mean, <laughs> pro players are always going to think that pundits are idiots, and pundits are always going to think pro players are biased weirdos. That's <laughs> how it goes <laughs> at all times. But, you know, Hitman said it best. He said, you know, just because they're pro doesn't mean they're not uh, wrong about a lot of things when it comes to the game. 
which is true, yeah. which is true, which is a good way to view the game. It means that they don't have all the answers just because they're really good at, you know, microing their units or, you know, in Thorin's words, just because they're good at shooty, shooty, bang, bang doesn't mean they are the smartest people <laughs> in the world for all of them. A lot of them are pretty, pretty smart guys when it comes to it, but uh, you get the point. I 100% agree. I also want to know now how many people did not know how little experience statues give. I really want to know. Like, if you didn't know this while hearing this, put it in the YouTube comments. Say, I'm guilty of not knowing how much experience statues gives. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of big names. I saw a lot of uh, uh, famous player names already befuddled by that reveal today in several discords. So, shout out to that discovery. Is there anything mm -hmm. else we mm -hmm. wanted to talk about on this matter? Um, I mean, there's always more stuff to talk about when it comes to balance. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, obviously the whole idea of, like, who should be doing the balance suggestions if not Blizzard. I, obviously, we, we differ on our opinions there. Like, because I'm of the opinion of I don't actually like any like feedback is great and the fact that we're getting structured feedback like this from the community is great it, shout out to mr remo demo for sort of uh starting that the really really structured detail analysis of the balance but i'm not necessarily of the opinion that anyone in the community should have the the authority to to do the balance like you we're talking about in the last podcast like a community balance patch mm -hmm. and i think people are maybe in the works of making custom maps to to suit this to try it out but um i always think it should come from an authority because i think if it doesn't there's just always going to be problems with with finger pointing and blaming and there's always going to be problems of people that are biased because we all actually play the game at the end of the day i think it, it almost always needs to come from authority the game dev um, and if not, I think you run into serious problems. We see Smash Bros. players still playing on the original game a lot of the time. If it was up to the players of how to balance melee, Jigglypuff probably wouldn't be able to rest anymore, and then Hbox wouldn't be the number one ranked player for five years. <laughs> what does that do to him? You know, like these are things, and because Nintendo isn't involved, they just play on the same old game and they make it work. But, you know, we would run into serious problems, I think, for every game if it is a community members making the decisions but i might be alone in that opinion i'm not sure uh i think it's slightly on the let's do it side of things a uh, counter example to melee would be age of empires and also dawn of war who made it work mm -hmm. um and had community patches that then overcame the original balance that was abandoned or in Age of Empires case was then picked up uh, for some definitive editions or something. Um, yeah, so maybe... Well, I don't know. Uh, we we will get something from Blizzard, so my deadline that I gave them for August 1st is, I guess... Worked. Worked, exactly. Worked. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's, you're welcome, everybody. Uh, my <laughs> my screaming and yelling on Twitter was successful as Mike mm -hmm. put it. But yeah, um, it's cool to see good ideas. I think we're also getting somewhat kind of close to a consensus of what is wrong currently and, and what's a problem currently. And that's already a good thing. Um, the way we address things is a little different and the reasoning is a little different. But if we can 
collectively identify problems and come to a conclusion that uh, four to six things are the major problems, then it's already a step forward from like six weeks ago where nobody really give a thought into this and everything was all over the place. And of course, out in Twitch chat where, uh, yeah, that doesn't help anybody. So I think uh, even this might not result in something like modified maps or whatever, uh, it's very, very healthy to have this discussion in a civil and productive way. So shout out to everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. 100% because uh, screaming in Twitch chat about Coil Nova doesn't actually uh, incentivize any change, guys, in case you were wondering. Dude, it's, that really um, grants my gears. It's getting a little overboard, isn't it? Um, I still think it's funny, but I've been doing this a lot less time than, than you and Rebo. Um, and also, I'm not an undead player, so I, I can still laugh at it, and I can still uh, sort of engage with it and interact with it. But yeah, it is like having cast a Doobie Cup, it is pretty constant when there's a top-level undead playing. It, it is pretty crazy, the amount of people that probably don't even play the game because they don't even talk about the game in the proper language that somebody who understands the game would um so it's pretty ridiculous yeah and uh, again to say it really grinds my gears these days it is to a degree understandable because happy and also one two zero are so dominant at the same time um happy is dominating everything in europe one two zero is pretty much dominating or at least toe-to-toe -to -toe, uh with lynn uh, while being successful over lynn most of the time recently and then when they're both in the competition, they end up first and second because they are kind of the best players at the moment alongside Lin. These three are just in a league of their own every at the moment and nobody can really touch them. As we saw in the Doobie Pro Max Cup, which finished this very weekend. Yes, yes, that was... Uh... A crazy tournament like i don't always have a time to watch all the vods for every tournament when they're not in my time zone because you have to wake up and then you have to watch 20 hours of games nothing is in your time zone though yeah it never is it <laughs> never is so i have to like just watch the replays at you know 8x speed for all of them but this is one of the few tournaments that i i actually watch most of the games particularly all the orc games but it's just insane like the two days that i got to cast which was round 13 and 14 the final two rounds had um the top seven players in the world. It had the best of every race. It had Happy, Lin, Moon, Che Miko. There's the top four, you know, one of each race. And then it had number two for three of those races. One, two, zero, second best undead. Focus, second best orc. And Sock, second best human. Top seven players I casted for in two days. It was insanely stacked. It was such a good tournament. And best of sevens, no less, as well. Yeah, I was a little skeptical of the best of seven in the first week because it felt like players don't really appreciate the format. The series were oftentimes a little too long for them. Despite the incentive, there were several bonuses for comebacks, for example. Um, it felt like players didn't appreciate that too much and they would rather have uh, short series, but... It was what the sponsor wanted. And then at the end, things picked up. We got this crazy Lawlight versus Chemico series, which is probably the best uh, set in the past two years or something. Beyond incredible. Um, we had the insane Happy versus Lin. The Sunday it was, it was just gorgeous, gorgeous Warcraft. 
Uh, so I really hope this continues or, or sees a second edition. I think it was really cool. Uh, I very much disagree with you saying Moon is the best night elf in the world because mm. he went 1-6 to six and was very, very, very disappointing to me, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't a great tournament for him, for sure. And um, yeah, maybe he needs to change things up a little bit. I mean, he's almost playing Keeper exclusively in every matchup still, whereas other people are trying different things out, of course. But uh, I still think just looking at him as a player, the decisions he makes differ from every other Night Elf. And they tend to be the correct decisions a lot of the time when they do differ from other Night Elves. So I think he has it in him to still be the best night elf and still is the best night elf when it comes to just how he thinks about the game and how he plays the game and his decision making and his brain but maybe he just didn't have the greatest tournament i'll i'll admit that but uh i still think he's the best for sure because he's as hitman puts it he's the only night elf with a brain <laughs> okay um i gotta say the execution especially in the series versus happy was very very lackluster and in mm -hmm. my opinion lawlight is by far currently the best night elf um in the world like it's it's not even close anymore for for a long time we always uh like they they were fighting with colorful foggy and moon who's one two three four mm -hmm. at the moment there's lawlight then there's a big gap then there's probably colorful foggy and then there's another big gap and then there's moon like he has to change up something i don't know um and that's what the rankings say right now too actually oh. moon is ranked number four right now so of the night elves yes ah, correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah damn cool tournament man um doesn't change the fact that the balance cries are getting louder with two undead wins uh, or, or the top two is undead then three and four is orc and then night elf and human on five six seven eight um yeah i don't know i mean top yeah. top three for me absolutely cemented at the moment one to zero happy lynn way above everybody else uh focus surprisingly good in this tournament going four to three uh chemico mm -hmm. to be honest he can win four out of the six series he lost it was super close. He went four three versus four, uh, 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 three four versus Focus. He went three four versus Moon. He went three four versus Law Lion. That is not a proper representation of his skill at the moment. And mm -hmm. yeah, there was a Reddit thread. Of course, there was a Reddit thread about the statistics in this tournament. How uh, Undead is overperforming, etc., etc. And it was just looking at the results. And the races of the players, right. not at the players themselves. So I looked up the ELO ranking of these players. So Happy is, of course, number one. His ELO is 2,760, let's say. And then I look up Moon, who ended up last place. It's 2,450. So if you can do the math, there's around about 300 ELO points difference. That means Happy is the big favorite and he should take almost every single series. Let's see and let's compare this to Moon and a player who's 300 ELO points below him. I have to scroll a long, 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 long way. That, Was that like me? <laughs> that comparison would be like Francis from Austria, the Orc. Right. That's mm -hmm. the level of 
ELO points that we have to compare here. Happy is to Moon what Moon is to Francis. That's mm -hmm. insane. And then you can't just pick or, or compare the races. You have to compare the players, of course, with it. And to me, this Reddit thread was just bullshit. I'm happy about content, but that was just balance, wine, in fueling bullshit. Yeah. And obviously, it's not as like linear when it comes to the ELO like that, but your point still stands, of course. Um, yeah, no, the best players definitely won here. Uh, I, it just the thing about Undead winning right now is it just looks a little bit ridiculous um, from somebody that isn't looking at all the, the details of the game. It looks a little bit ridiculous when, you know, Undead just power creeps to level three and then runs across the map and just kills you with two heroes. Like, that looks insane. It looks like, what the hell? But you're not looking at all the mistakes that are happening, right? You're not looking at all the details. And Undead's certainly strong. Like, I would say I would say the balance line when it comes to human weak, Undead strong is accurate, yes. but it's just really skipping all the details when it comes to the players, like you mentioned specifically, and the mistakes that some people are making. Um, you know, because it's like Undead might be the best race right now. It's probably Orc. It's like if you had to tier them, it would probably be Orc, Undead, Night Elf, Human in that order. But it, it comes down to the players, really, at the end of the yeah. day. It's not... It's like, if you ask the players themselves, too, they'd probably say that as well. They'd probably say, Happy's just better than me. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that Undead isn't strong in certain regards, but I also think uh, that it is in the hands of Happy and 1 to 0, who are currently the strongest players. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you in that regard, in pretty much every regard. Um but yeah, it's just too simple to just look at the races, and it's really, really no fun. Uh, yeah. To see that in chat and on Reddit over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So much for that. But we uh, let's see what what June brings. Um, maybe the balance will be changing then. Yep. Um. Last segment, I think, from me is. Rule changes to Show Cup. Show Cup, show match series where Happy is the King for 19 episodes. So episode 20 is coming up this very Saturday. And before it, it, it was basically a six map show match where Happy stays the King if he gets three maps. But if he gets defeated four to two or five to one, um, that challenger is then the new King. There's money for every map. So there is changes now that includes off-race playing, which is something that we haven't seen in a long, 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 long time. So it's now four times best of two instead of two times best of three. The first best of two is they play with their normal races. The match is happy versus focus. So they're going to play happy uh, as undead versus focus as orc. Then they will be playing with alternative races and for happy it is known that he's going to be playing night elf which makes sense i guess we don't really know what focus is playing i don't know if he can choose this race then um hmm. i think he can but i'm not really sure so we're gonna have the players with two alternate races where happy will be playing night elf and focus can't be playing orc and then we also have one player with their standard race versus the other player with their off race. So four times best of two. What do you think about that system change? 
Well, I think it's gonna it'd be funny if it all just all the off race matches ended up just being night elf mirrors. <laughs> but because focus might pick night elf as well. Um, I think it's it's all right. It's it's kind of cool. I think the novelty is gonna run off run out pretty quickly when it comes to that. I think what could be interesting would be seeing swapped races. So uh, happy playing orc and then focus playing undead. Um, just to see, because I think that is really the only thing about off racing that's interesting. Like we don't really, at least when I say me, I mean, when I say we, I mean me, but I don't really care about how focus and happy play night elf versus human. Like, I don't, I don't care about seeing that. That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't get anything from that. What I do care about is seeing how happy plays orc against undead. So swap races is cool because they understand the weaknesses. They understand the details still of the matchup, despite being on the other side of it. So the only thing that might be lacking is like the micro with the units and maybe like the full understanding of how to creep certain camps or what creep routes to go for in what certain situations. But um, so reverse race, I think, could be very, very interesting. I'm surprised that there's been no rule for that, that like maybe one of the best twos is swapped races. Yeah, the off race thing, I just don't really care about. I just don't really care about. And the fact that we only get best of twos when it comes to uh, the main races, I, like I said, I think it's the novelty is going to wear off. Like I'd much prefer to just see what we had before um, and then at most. <laughs> reversed races but uh we'll see maybe it'll be really fun yeah i think it underlines the show match character of the series and mm -hmm. and yeah really makes it more of a show match than just a regular one-on-one -on -one between two players which i like which i think uh, uh can can be super fun i'm really not that interested in one player playing main race versus the off race of another player because that will probably right, yeah. only lead to storms or a total embarrassment of the player who loses with his standard race yeah. against the off race of another player. True. There's a narrative you can spin, though, too. So that, that almost makes it exciting in a way, a you know? Because, like, 1-2-0's Night Elf is nasty. Like, you remember seeing his Night Elf. I forget who he's playing against. But 1-2-0, like, if we see him off racing Elf, like, his Elf is crazy good. Um, and there's a lot of players that have off races like that, um, you know, thinking th and infi mostly but um even laliat has has a pretty strong off race he has super good um, human sock plays a lot of off race as well yeah exactly so um you know there's some there's some space where like if they get the right matchup and they're they're playing their strong off race it could work so there's like narratives to be spun there um it'll be fun for a couple for a couple of series i'm sure yeah I it's still really good players. So I like that they are changing it up. So uh, on Saturday, mm -hmm. it's Happy versus Focus, as I said. And on Sunday, it's the winner. So probably Happy versus Lin. Yes, the winner then versus Lin. So we get mm -hmm. at least best of two rematch uh, of, of, of Happy versus Lin and then off race. Haven't seen Lin off race too much, to be honest. Well, we have seen... It's pretty good. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We have seen Happy a little bit in the ESL Cups and... Happy is practicing Night Elf at the moment on the stream. I saw that. Uh, so, of course, he takes it very, very seriously. Not bad. Um, good changes. There's also... Ah, Stoka said it. There is um, rumors of Rejuvenation Cup coming back. I know for a fact mm. that two more tournaments will be announced soon. And War 3 Champions season is almost over i think players still have a month uh to grind ladder and then it's war three champion season or final season again it's gonna look like a hot summer very cool yeah so i have a month to get one of those top spots right um well 
I've I've played 400 games and I'm I haven't made it to Masters yet. So I mean I don't know if another month's going to do me any good. Maybe next season I'll be able to make it. Neil, wouldn't that be hype? Wouldn't that be just super Dude, hype? Dude, I would cheer for you so hard. Oh my god, one Chinese is that life? I think it's life. He has 1,400 games. Yeah, he's been grinding, dude. It's Holy super dope to see. Holy shit. Because he's young too, right? So he's it's 20, nice to see. He's 25, um, I think. Oh, is he 25? Okay, it's still, still pretty young. Maybe I was thinking of someone else who's like, oh, that's 15, so I, but um, is super young. But um, yeah, and he's he's pretty cool. He's got a different style. He plays a lot of Demon Hunter. Um, he was really like back in the day, whatever it was, 2015 WCA. I remember him being like one of the stronger players. He was like, oh my God, this guy could be the best player in the world in a couple of years and then he was just gone um so it's cool to see him back for sure dude this guy has more games than the second and third most games combined i wonder how many hitman has probably not uh, too many 500 solo, or something he's, uh, he's just playing yeah, other not even close yeah. yeah let's see where is he i think he's he's playing right now i think he's only uh the only player who's who's somewhat close to that is Cass from the Wandering Dragons, who has 1,300, but it's also, like, adept too. So, Jesus Christ, man, this yeah. guy grinding like a mofo. That, that is ridiculous. That is, like, yeah, no one even has, like, like, three, like Sock has, like, 600 games. It's That's, no like, it. Even yeah, close. That, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm looking insane. forward. Leon has, like, 600, but, yeah. Crazy. Pretty sick. Okay, Carson, do you have a a anything to add? Anything you want to discuss? Hmm, I think we covered it all. We actually stretched this out. We only Ooh. had like three talking points, and we we uh, managed to make it work. Hour and forty five minutes on my timer. We took a little break, yeah. but still, yeah, we not we didn't do bad here. Okay, L last week was no podcast, so this time it's the XL version. Uh, hope you enjoyed this, everybody. If you did enjoy it, please rate us wherever you are uh, listening to this. You can give us a thumbs up on YouTube. You can give us stars on Spotify and on Apple Podcast and probably everywhere else. So uh, follow us wherever you are listening. Uh, like us, subscribe us, ring the bells when there's bells. They gotta be rung. And give us stars. We collect stars. We love stars. Exactly, Carson. Give us stars. That would be dope. Otherwise, give us money. <laughs> Back to Warcraft.com slash support um, is all the ways to support us, ladies and gentlemen. You can either uh, join the Patreon, where you get the podcast episodes a little earlier than everybody else. You can sub to us on Twitch. You can join us on YouTube via membership. I saw the first two people doing that. Thank you very much for that. And there's one-time donations via PayPal and credit card. There's also crypto donations possible. We have a merch store. And of course, we give a shout out to our sponsors that give us hardware from Corsair, eSport hardware manufacturer of the year, doing the best gear for you guys and for us of course and uh, to get us energized through the summer we are powered by a berlin startup called holy energy very tasty energy drink replacement that is uh, without sugar and therefore healthier for you and with that we can do more awesome warcraft stuff and that would be nice wouldn't it be nice if we could play warcraft Na 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 na. Pet sounds. You haven't heard it, everybody. 
Go check You're it out. You're not the singer of your band, are you? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't even sing harmonies. <laughs> Any news on your single, by the way? When is the first single coming Ooh, out? We've been getting a lot of mixes back. Mm. Uh, my singer is going to uh, Vancouver, taking the ferry to Vancouver to re-record one track on vocals uh, today, actually. He's there today. Um, so we're putting a lot of work in. Management has been has been emailing our producer back and forth and back and forth and really uh, pushing the gas pedal to get it sounding as good as it can. So uh, slowly but surely, it's gonna be it's gonna be good when it's finally done, or at least it'll be it'll be as good as we can do. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I don't know if it'll be good, but um, it's it's getting closer. It's getting closer. It's still gonna be a couple months though. All right, then I know that community member Sithrin has his single out. Uh, he goes by the name mm -hmm. of Bluebird, so check him out on Spotify and give him a play as well. He'll definitely appreciate that. And with that, we're gonna see you guys on stream for the esports and probably our own game at Fountain of Manor and of course next week for the podcast thank you very much shout out to our dear dear uh, Patreons who are the fuel in the tank of Back to Warcraft especially the guys on the higher level like for example a Knubberquakes who is just the all time goat of all the times in all the universes but also thank you Toxie who basically or by the way discovered uh, how little XP statues give. Thank you, Burrowrush, our latest joinee on the Midas level. Dondolare, always cheering for you, my man. Grinchy, the purest soul in all of Warcraft. Jgats, Scription, Sircato, uh, Teggy, Dunkirk, ArminVB, Burning Blades, KMS, Kuba, and Niels. Thank you, guys. Those are the big hitters. Of course, there's plenty more. Uh, become a cool Patreon as well. It's the best way to support the project. And with that, we're out.